Everyone here is Larry. Good morning, Living Well. I'm Larry Smith, and I'm happy to be in charge of irregular announcements. <laughs> we as a church periodically teach on the Bible principles of financial management, and I'm blessed to get to host that coming up. Uh, go to the next slide if you can. Um, I did my shepherd school dissertation way back when on financial counseling because there were so many people even back then that needed it. And it's something that we've carried on here. We're going to be teaching a series called Treasure Truth. It will be on Sunday nights at 6.30 here at the church. And the first lesson, we're going to study God's heart regarding finances, what God says about finances, how to have the correct attitude. Then we're going to cover basic budgeting that first night. If you struggle with a budget, we'll help you. We'll be glad to have one-on-one -on -one time with people, help you. We've got budget spreadsheets that you can use, how to get your spending in control. And the key is there isn't really a right or wrong way to budget, but you need to have some idea of where the money is coming from and going so that you can control it, so you can take care of all of your needs and also save for future needs. March 6th will be the second lesson. It'll be on borrowing and debt. And we're going to really focus on the three deaths that frequently cripple people as they start their financial lives, student loans, credit cards, and car debt. We'll also cover how to go to college with the goal of minimizing debt. Many of you have, have students that live in your house that are headed that way. There are ways to go to college and not end up crippling yourself from years and years later with big student debts. On March 13th, we're going to talk about work and pay. We'll cover God's commandments of work, and then we're going to see how you can make the most out of your careers. It'll be an overview of what's going on in the world economy that's changing pretty fast. The work environment's changing fast, so we'll go into that and understand that. Then how to pick good careers and negotiate for the highest pay. And the key in picking a good career is to look at your skills, not pick a profession. Say, what do my skills fit? What are the number of jobs that I could have? And most people have a pretty wide variety of things if they look at it that way, and then they can pick jobs that use their skills that have a few good future. We're also going to have a very special section on how our ladies can negotiate and make sure that they get paid fairly as compared to men. I've taught this before, and every time women come up to me in the months following that saying, you can't believe the raise I got. So please come if that's something that you want to know. The fourth lesson we're going to cover just kind of a high level overview of investing and how to make capital purchases like cars and houses wisely. And so this, yes, sir. Is that a slide of capital in Washington or is it capital like- Oh, did I spell it wrong? Oh, I did, sorry, capital, sorry. Um, we're gonna have some time for question and answer. We've taught this before, we teach it about every three or four years. Typically what happens is people that are pretty good with finances and want to be great show up. The people that really don't need it don't. This is being taught at a level that everybody can learn, everybody can benefit. If you have debts besides your house, or if you struggle with controlling money and don't have any savings for retirement, this is where you come to learn what the Bible says. So please come, and it'll be on those four Sunday nights. Please invite guests. There are many, many people, your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers who struggle with finances. And although they may not come to a church service where they think they're going to get a fire and brimstone message, they might come to listen to, to messages on, on how to manage their money better. 
And I will happily give the gospel each night if you bring guests. And uh, we hope that through that, it's just another, another hook that we can throw out to maybe make disciples. So please come. Let us know, you know, if you have any questions. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. So we've sat through Larry's teaching on finances multiple times over the last, whatever it's been, however many years we've been at this. And um, yeah, I, I don't know everything I need to know about finances yet. So I, I, I want to do that. So, you know, more money is good. <clears throat> Wasting money is bad. I, I still waste money, I think. You know, so, yeah, so thank you, Larry. Um, so hello to, to, let's see, we've got Keith and Buki online. They're not here with us, but we just want to say hi to you guys. I'm not preaching this morning. I, I did, though, want to remind everybody, let's be praying for Mike and Deanna. Um, you know, Tarl's funeral was Saturday. Who, who was able to make it to the funeral? Good, quite a few. I taught twice in the Bible Institute on Saturday and uh, was going to pre-record my teaching to make it to the service, but then the snowstorm came and the office was closed. I couldn't pre-record, so I couldn't, couldn't get there to Tarl's service, but some of you, you know, were friends of Tarl and Gina, and we're grieving that, but especially, you know, you, you guys were best friends and and so we would just want to be praying for the Kennecott family, for the Knightsy family during that time. <clears throat> and then the other thing that I just wanted to say this morning is, is the next few weeks in Living Well class, you want to be in tune with the schedule. Next two weeks, I'm going to do a update and kind of a vision focus for the Living Well class. Okay, so last time we did this, we prayed for certain things, and God answered our specific prayers with specific answers. He gave us what we asked for, okay? So praise the Lord. We want to thank him. We want to recognize that, but then we want to look forward to 2022. So the next two weeks, I'm going to present some stuff, but I'm going to kind of ask us to come up with some specific prayer requests together, okay? So, so come in the next two weeks ready to like hear from the Lord and then, and then let's together consider what we're trusting God for. So, so be ready for that. Then, then the week after that will be February 27th, I believe. And, and Wagi is going to do the same thing for the Arabic fellowship. He's going to give us an update where they're at. And then a vision for the next year in terms of what we can trust God for and what we should be trusting God for, for, for that. Okay, so those are all really good things you don't want to miss. Then the first Sunday in March. Okay, this is bittersweet. Okay, first Sunday in March, we're going to send off our college kid. And who, who all has sent off a kid to college? Yeah, there's a few of us who have done that. It's good, kind of, but it's bittersweet. Well, we're going to send off our son, Xander, to, to Kaya. We're going to have a going away party. Yeah. 
So that's going to be March 6th. So maybe be thinking about how we can, like, we're not going to buy them a car or give them a, you know. But anyway, that week is going to be a, a sending off party week. Okay, so it'll be a little bit different, but you'll want to make sure you're, you're able to, to, to be part of that if possible. So anyway, I just wanted to, to remind, you know, inform and remind people of those things and then be in prayer for the next, you know, three weeks for, for Wagi, for myself, as we get ready to really fully launch into 2022. And, and then you want to be a part of that. So Scott, come on up and, and preach to us. Scott Growth, ladies and gentlemen. Now I'm nervous. No, you know, for just $500 each, we could buy him a car. <laughs> so, uh, so it's been a, about a month since Mission Focus. So, um, so y'all, you tired of hearing about missions? No? Oh, that's good. But it totally ruins what I was going to say. I was going to say I was going to pray for you guys. but <laughs> So actually, that is what I'm going to talk about a little bit. Um, so let me just ask, so if all the barriers were removed, how many of you would go be a missionary somewhere? Okay, so I'll pray for the rest of you. So, but that's great. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to be a missionary and all those barriers should be removed. So it's right here and it's right here at 40th and Walnut. So we can, we can be missionaries. So what kinds of things do, what kinds of things do missionaries need to do? Primarily, what's the first thing they do when they get there? Evangelize. Make disciples is, that's like evangelism is like the first part of that. That's, that's, that's right. That's even bigger, right? So um, I'll tell you a little bit about Marla, who's not here. Um, but her testimony is when she came here, she actually, she's kind of funny. She didn't actually want to come here, but God kept pushing on her to, to come and try it out. And when she walked in, the first person that she saw was Jeanette, who's and actually now in Kenya. And Jeanette introduced herself and hugged her. And then there was a group of us that would, I had had a burden for visitors and, and actually engaging them not just here at church, but actually inviting them to, to eat, just to be with people. And so there was a group of us that would get together Sunday afternoons, right after church, and we'd do potluck or whatever, and we'd get together. And so I invited Marla to that. So it was a group of believers, and we just got together, and we'd do whatever, play cards, I'd put on a movie, uh, but we'd get together and have some food and so she was part of that. And that's, I mean, that's what she said was kind of key for her was that 
she wanted two things. She wanted a place, a church where they taught more than just like one or two verses. She wanted to actually get the word of God. And then she wanted a family. She wanted people who cared about her. Those were the two things. And that's what she got. And she's still here. So my proposal to you is, is that let's all do that. But um, so, and it'll look different now because of COVID, right? Don't just go up and hug people. <laughs> Make sure it's okay before you do. But, uh, but Acts 1.8 says, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And so let's just start here at our Jerusalem and do those things here. And uh, we'll see what God does with us later on. But uh, so I'm going to be preaching from Acts and uh, I'm going to be preaching from Acts 14. To give a little bit of background, Acts 13, we see that's when God calls Paul and Barnabas to do a work, right? They get called to go out. They first sail to Cyprus, and then they go to Pisidia and Iconium, and Cyprus seemed like it was a kind of a quiet thing, but Pisidia and Iconium, they actually get pushed out, and then here, where we're going to be, they're in Lystra, so... Uh, I'm going to pray, and then we'll we'll read this and get to it. Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, um, thank you for this time and, and this day, Lord. I pray that uh, your word would go out with power, Lord. That that man, we just see the value of uh, of souls coming in the door, and that you would uh, give us a heart for them, and then give us the ability to reach out to them. Um, I think we've all got, got what we need. We all, we all have people that we love. Um, Lord, just enlarge us to have a little more space for a few more people. And uh, um, yeah, so we love you, Lord. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Acts 14, verse 8 through uh, 18. And there came a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped up and walked. And when the people saw that what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in the speech of like Lyconia, the gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. And they called Barnabas Jupiter and Paul Mercurius because he was the chief speaker. Then the priest of Jupiter, which was before their city, brought oxen and garlands under the gates and would have done sacrifice with the people, which when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of, they rent their clothes and ran among the people crying out, and saying, sirs, why do ye these things? We also are men of like passions with you and preach unto you that ye should turn from these vanities unto the living God, which made heaven and earth and the sea and all things that are therein. 
who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways, nevertheless, he left not himself without witness in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. And with these sayings, scarce restrained they the people that they had not done sacrifice unto them. So the first verse there, and there sat a certain man of Lystra, impotent in his feet, being crippled from his mother's womb. So, I mean, that's the, that's really the state of lost people, isn't it? I know before I was saved, I was just trying to go through life and I was doing a poor job of it. <laughs> and I mean, I wanted to do good. I tried to, but like I left a wake of destruction behind me. It was all unintentional stuff. But so, you know, if people come in the doors, there's enough, people have enough idols and distractions. Lost people won't come to church. If they come in the doors, there's a lost person that comes in the door, there's a need. They recognize something's wrong and they need help. And so we have an opportunity. If we, if we can engage with them, we have the answers, don't we? Christ is in us. I mean, Paul's, Paul's not God, but he spoke to this guy and he, he got up and walked. So he leaped and walked. I mean, I can't leap now. <laughs> so, um, but people are coming back to church services now. And so some of those are going to be lost people coming in. Um, others might be saved people. There's, I can't remember. So I met somebody who said that I've heard this actually a few times where, you know, I had a church, I loved my church, but when COVID hit, they started having services online. They're still not meeting. And I wanted, I wanted to meet with people. And so you guys were having services. So I came here and I love it. Well, Okay, so there's going to be people coming in the doors and what they're looking for is they're looking for relationships with people. They are, they're desiring that. And when we come in, I know how I am. I go and seek out the old guys, my old people, there you are. <laughs> See, they're still sitting in a group, even in here. <laughs> so, but... You know, it's okay. Greet your friends. You know, Paul said, greet the brethren with a holy kiss. I don't recommend that because of COVID, but um, with, with a mask. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, um, but yeah, greet your friends, but be on the lookout because somebody, there's somebody out there who's looking for an anchor here. They're looking for a relationship. They want somebody here to meet with them. Everyone wants a friend. 
So, you know, single people go out looking for a relationship and when they find one, you can't get them to shut up about the person they met, right? <laughs> so um, Proverbs 18.24 says, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And I think we've, I think a lot of us have found friends like that here. People we maybe didn't expect to meet, but then they're very important to us. So the next part, Paul steadfastly beholds him. That verse uh, nine, the same heard Paul speak who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving he had faith to be healed. So people are looking for connections with other people. They want visitors to take notice of them. Um, so it, it takes a little bit of effort because the, the, our natural tendency is to gravitate toward our people. Um, but we've got to venture out. And actually, so I'm not very good at it myself. So I'm, I'm preaching to myself too, but I did get to meet, um, I think there were like five of them. There was a couple and a few others and they're next door here in whole heart. And I would give you their names, but I can't remember them. There was a Chris and an Erica and that's all I can remember, but, but they're very nice. And so, I mean, had they not, I asked them about a fellowship, had they not been in a fellowship, they might've been in here with us. But, uh, but they're established in whole heart. So, so then I turned and ran. No, I didn't. I didn't turn around. I still talked to them. <laughs> but, uh, um, and actually, so another, another time when I was deliberate about meeting somebody, I, I met a nice couple. And then I found out they had been through new members class, my new members class. <laughs> so I got to meet them again. So don't, don't worry about it. It's going to be awkward and you might make some mistakes like that, but it's, it's good to meet people. It's fun to meet new people and find out about them. So, uh, um, if you're, and if you're going to make somebody uncomfortable, make them uncomfortable through engagement and not disengagement. It's, it's better that way. So Paul also perceived, it says he perceiving that he had faith to be healed. So you want to, you want to talk to him a little bit and find out about him. What are they going through? Are they, did they just wander in the door? Nobody comes in by mistake. The Lord adds to the church daily, such as should be saved. If they came in the door, have faith that God ordained them to be there and that there's a purpose. So find out about them. Um, Romans uh, 12, 12 through 15. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribute. Oh, you know what? I can help out with some of this. Yeah, would you sit next to this guy? 
He came in. He needs. Here we are. I forgot I had slides. <laughs> Romans 12, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless them with which persecute you, bless and curse not. Rejoice with them who do rejoice, rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. So this, uh, in my Bible, there's little headings. It's kind of got things sectioned out. And this was in a section called true marks of a Christian. So this isn't like, like I could have gone to Timothy where it talks about given to hospitality, but that's specifically leaders, but like this is to everybody. So um, Brian Bustos talked one time about, about meeting people away from church. He would, he would meet somebody. And one of the things he said was, he said, those relationships, if I, if I was out and I met a Christian, the relationships that lasted and were close were the ones where we prayed together that first time we met. Some of the others, I still, still know those people, but, but the ones where prayer was involved, those were the deepest ones. So when you meet somebody, if you find out they have a need, man, pray with them right away. That's, you're, you're inviting the power of God into that relationship. And you're meeting a need that they have. Um, take them out to eat. There's something special about food. I'm not sure what it is, but, you know, there's, we actually have an ordinance, the, the Lord's Supper. If it wasn't important, he probably wouldn't have made it an ordinance. And, and relationships, I mean, when, well, singles, when you meet somebody, what do you usually do? Go out to dinner. <laughs> so there's something special about food. Um, you might find out about some of the restaurants around, around here. Um, Cancun is really good Mexican food. It's a small little place right over here that's open on Sundays. Um, I didn't look too farther, too much farther than that. But 39th Street, if you've ever seen the, do you remember Trivial Pursuit? There's a Kansas City edition. 39th Street is called Restaurant Row and it has the most restaurants of any street in, I don't know what the, but that has the most restaurants on it. Of course, it goes all the way into independence. So, but find out where where you might be able to take somebody, and then, of course, that's going to cost you something, right? Because I, I typically wouldn't invite somebody out and then make them pay. <laughs> so, but that's but that's a good thing, right? What what good thing comes to you that doesn't cost you anything? Um. Don't be a respecter of persons. That guy needs a friend too. The crazy eyes. And then uh, um, re rejoice or weep, whatever's called for. I mean, if somebody just hit the lottery and they came in here, that's, that's cause for rejoicing. Especially because we need to buy more stuff.
we need to make them tithe. So, <laughs> but if they're, if they're weeping, which we're familiar with now, having lost our dear brother, Tarl, okay, just weep with them. So, and then that last, we're going to be done so early. You guys, it's going to be a good thing. So that last second, so that last section that's really big, you see them come. And so Paul and Barnabas, through this miracle of healing, right? The, they want to do sacrifice to them. They think that the gods are come down. Well, wouldn't it be great for somebody to meet with you and then later on, they're thinking, you know, man, I, I'm, I met with God. I didn't, I mean, he wasn't there, but, you know, Bill and Paulette, you know, they shared with me the Bible. I had a need. They shared with me the Bible and that spoke to my heart. God spoke to me because because somebody cared and then they shared the word of God. Man, that's, that's what I want. I, when I, when I am with people, when I'm engaging people, I don't really want them to see me. I've seen me. I have mirrors. I don't, it's not that great, <laughs> but man, if they can see, if they can look at me and see Jesus coming out, Oh man, no, that's, that's the stuff. That's what, that's what will reach people's hearts. And uh, um, that's the kind of thing that'll add to the kingdom. So the, um, so first Corinthians 12, 27, now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. So we are actually Christ's body on earth that it is possible for us to go about our business and people to see Jesus. So, so some, some practical things and there was, a, um, so, uh, um, there was a, there was an article that I read, um, it kind of, I was, I was preparing this message and it popped up in WhatsApp and, and I read that and it would happen to be all about this. And it was talking about um, somebody had gone and visited a church and they had this experience where people were very interested in them and wanted to know all about them. And so they were happy to share and they were excited. And then the next week they came and not only were people not talking to them, but then they heard like gossip about them. <laughs> I don't think we have that problem here, but we, we have to watch our speech and particularly one area that that's kind of, kind of dangerous is prayer. When you ask for prayers, if you're going to share that with a wider group, make sure what you're communicating is like okay to communicate because if it comes back around and they 
don't understand how that information got out, it can be perceived as gossip. Even though, I mean, in our hearts, we're looking for the best for them. We don't want to turn anybody away because of something like that. Um, and then another thing is, I mean, I like to joke around. We have to, as Christians, dedicated Christians who believe the Bible, and we know that there are some things that are sin. If we joke about those things, even like among ourselves, and somebody overhears it, we have to be cautious because if somebody is struggling with that sin, it can be perceived as judgmental. So, I, I mean, homosexuality is like, it's like in fashion now, it's in vogue. I mean, we're going to have people that have that, that, that belief that they were born that way and this is okay. And they're going to come in and they need Jesus. And so I've been guilty of participating in it, but we, we just, we need to be cautious about our speech and what people hear coming out. So, um, Ephesians 4.29 says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And I think the, the way to look at that verse is, I wouldn't focus on no corrupt communication, focus on edifying. What am I, am I saying? Is it edifying? Is it ministering grace? If you do that, then none of it will be corrupt. So it's always better to focus on the positive thing. Um, and then if you do meet somebody, man, come and invite them to sit with you. And then look for them the next week and have them sit with you again. Be, be like an anchor in this body that they they have somebody to come back to and they know um oh i know one of the other things that came out in the article that i thought was interesting is they talked about somebody had made a comment about they came to a church and somebody came to them and said oh you're new oh I, you know they wanted to know all about them so they told all about them and they went off and somebody else came up said, oh, you're new. And they were all excited and wanted to know all about him. So they told the same story again. And then they went away and then somebody else came and they just got inundated with people wanting to know about them. But they just told the same people, they just told different people the same thing over and over again. And then they didn't really, they didn't get an anchor. They didn't really get to meet somebody. They just ended up telling the same thing. So Really, uh, um, if you're not going to be the anchor, then introduce them to the person that, that maybe will be. I think, I think maybe you said it. Somebody said it was talking about the, the nerds. <laughs> you know, you meet some, somebody comes in. Okay, so I'm trying to think. Um, it's not easy up here thinking. So if you meet somebody and, and they're, you know, like an engineer, okay, so Seth, so one of your kids is an engineer. 
students. So, I mean, it's like, okay, so maybe you can't like really identify with them, but if you go and introduce them to them, now they have an anchor with something in common. So you don't actually have to fabricate a relationship. You can actually, if you pass them off to somebody with a similar interest and they can be the anchor, that's great. Um, and that, that requires that you know something about the other people around you. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah. So lobby missions, so lobby missions, that's why I call this, I talked about missions. I call this lobby missions, right? That's your mission field. So you're gonna go there, you're gonna meet people. If they need the gospel, you share the gospel with them. Just get to know them and then share the word with them. You're gonna start, you know, start discipling them. Find out where they're at in their walk. And uh, um, if you can't be that person, maybe you meet a pastor. Okay, so I'm probably not gonna teach a pastor a lot of stuff. Okay, but I can pass them off to a pastor. Or, um, so you can do all the things that a missionary does and you just do them right here in the lobby. You don't have to go anywhere. You have to know the things they know. You have to know the gospel. You have to be able to, to evangelize which is, if it feels awkward, you're doing good. It always feels awkward, okay? That's the first thing. But go ahead and just share the gospel, find out where they're at, find out what their needs are, and, and love them. Love them to Christ. Um, you know, if you take them out to eat, so missionary, it's expensive. Uh, all right, take them out to eat. It'll cost you a meal. But... Uh, but you'll be closer for it. We have a hospitality ministry here. The things that I've told you to do, they can't do them, right? The hospitality ministry, they're, they're making sure the coffee's made. They're making sure there's donuts there. They're making sure that, you know, there's the, the, the notes get handed out, right? They're there to direct and, and they can, you can use them, right? If, if somebody needs to know something and you don't know, you can go there and maybe get that information. But, but the stuff that I'm talking about, they can't, they can't do that. They can't leave their post to go sit with them in service. But you can grab them and go sit with them in service. Um, maybe they can share the gospel, but they won't have time to, to follow up and really see if they understand that's better served by somebody in the body. So um, a visitor coming in, they, they need us to make their experience here personal. And so uh, um, it's a little bit of a stretch, but when you come in, get your eyes up and look around for people. And I know what I do, I, I look around and I go, you know, I'm, I'm sure that person's been coming here. I'm sure that person's been coming here. That's all right. Go find out for sure. 
you just the worst thing that happens is you meet meet somebody in in the body that you haven't known before <laughs> another name to for me to forget but uh all right so that's it you guys feel good oh there's the other one that i didn't go to and those two so the um the qr code on the handout is actually that article that I talked about. So I covered most of the stuff, but if you actually want to read the article, easy way to get to it. Um, we can, uh, we can, we just got extra small group time. So uh, um, we can break up. And uh, so the normal way we do it is couples here. And I think maybe probably two groups. Again, the single guys back there and the single women back there. Does anybody have any questions? You can go to kind of whatever group you want. Yeah, we're not. That's kind of how it works. There's no group police here. All right, I'm going to. Um, I'll pray and then we'll we'll break up. Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, um, yeah, Lord, we just uh, um, we need your help. We need uh, we need your Spirit to guide us um, because we know you are adding to your church, your church daily, such as should be saved, Lord, and and we want to be part of that. We want to be a blessing to those uh, that come in the doors uh, that have needs and. Uh, so, Lord, uh, use us how you'd see fit, and uh, Lord, I pray that you would uh, speak to us within our small groups. In Jesus' name, amen.